Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Ladies and gentlemen, the Church of Laszlo has begun. Yo. Yo. You good? I'm fantastic. How about your present? What'd you bring the me? The best pizza in the city, Pizza Tasio. Ooh, that sounds good. I'm, I'm, I'm just hungry. telling you I brought it. Oh, this is the place you've been telling me about. Yes, this yes, is your yes. This is your favorite It is, uh, without a doubt. Place. I tried it, and it is, without a doubt, the best pizza in the city. I will say you are a bit of a pizza snob. I am a pizza snob, man. Okay. I, I am. Wanna, I am, start for a sure. Fight. I didn't know that Makes me angry. so easily won. Well, look. <clears throat> I don't know if they'd be happy about this, but pizza isn't always the healthiest meal, right? So if you're going to eat pizza, it better be goddamn good pizza, like Tom Brady says, right? Yeah. yeah. Don't just get throwaway pizza, and I'm telling you it's worth it if you eat this pizza. Okay. Anyway, also I'm telling you someone had a really good idea. Uh, it says, I need a shirt that says Taylor Swift is a really good washing machine. Okay. <laughs> yes, come on. That's a great t-shirt. Joke. Yeah, if you missed it yesterday, that was yep. discussed, I believe, during one of our year-end wrap-ups. Yeah. Uh, on the podcast from and, uh, Tuesday. Uh, Christine McVie from Fleetwood Mac died, in case you didn't know. What? Yeah, it just happened. Seriously? Yeah, I'm just trying to get you started with the day, buddy. Hold That's on, it. she's the falling, falling. Well, I can't think of the... I don't know the, what the, she the, sings or what Stevie sings or what well, Lindsay Stevie, sings. Stevie's voice is very... Uh, well, Lindsay's a guy, right? I mean... He, he is. So he did... Uh, actually, I only know... Holiday Road, the solo stuff. I'm obviously you're big Lindsay he, Buckingham no, solo I'm saying I fan. Don't, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know much about Fleetwood Mac. My dad loved Fleetwood Mac. He did. I, oh, loved, loved, loved them. He had. There were at least three copies of Rumors in the house, and there might have been like well, six. Well, apparently she sang everywhere. Everywhere. That's what I was thinking. That's what. And I was apparently she also sang Landslide. She did. That's what they say. Like harmonized or was I don't know. Or? That's I'm just telling you. I just looked it up. I don't really you, listen to Fleetwood Mac. I'm not a huge fan. They they're not. It's not like the Eagles. You know, I don't get upset about it. My dad also loved the Eagles, but that uh, makes sense. But Fleetwood Mac was absolutely one of his favorites. But I also always kind of had this suspicion that maybe he had a crush on one of them, and that was kind of where the hmm. the 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 fandom came from. I'm not sure. I felt the same way about his. 
Allison Krauss fever. Oh, I thought of your mom the other day when I was driving home because they were doing a Dan Fogelberg. Uh, uh, I think she sang lead on at least these. Okay. Uh, say You Love Me, Songbird, Hold Me, oh, yeah, Little Lies, that. Don't Stop, Everywhere, and Love in Store. If you know those songs, I think I know. You know most of those. Well, I don't know Love in Store. You know, fall, yeah, I don't know. I don't, that don't one know. Either. Yeah. Um, so when you like go out and the lungs go up and there's not another living soul around, you woo yeah. me until the sun comes up and you say that you love that me. That was really, yes. That's that one. I got it, yeah. That's that one. And That's uh, love in store? No, no, no. no that's that's, that's, uh, what about Songbird? Songbird, I don't know. I feel like we should know it, though. Hold me? Hold me. Ah, that's another one I feel like we should know, but eh, maybe not. I don't know. And then we know, tell me lies. Yeah, tell me lies, tell me sweet little little lies. lies. Yeah, and there was another one that you said. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing everybody No, wait, that's Journey, isn't it? (laughs) No, it's uh, Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow. Oh, there you go. It's the Bill Clinton song, right? There you go. And then I want to be with you everywhere is in yes. TV uh, ads everywhere. Yeah. And in Love in Store, I don't know what that is. Love in Store, yeah, I don't know what that one is either. Well, does it say how old she was? Like, uh, who would have thought? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she the first to go? Is Mick Fleetwood still alive? And uh, Stevie Nicks is alive because she's coming to town with Billy Joel, I think. Uh, she was born in 1943, so you do the math. Ooh, so she's like 70, wait, 1943. Would that make her she was 79. almost 80, 79? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, there was a big age difference between a lot of them, right? I don't know, man. You really? I, I thought maybe you knew a little bit about Fleetwood. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. She married John McBee in 1968. Okay, and was he in the band? Well, let's see. I only know Lindsey Buckingham, Mick Fleetwood, Stevie Nicks, and her. That's it. He was a member of John Mayall and the Blues Breakers. Okay. His surname combined with that of Mick Fleetwood was the inspiration of the band's name. So there you go. Okay. I'm looking up how old Stevie Nicks. And she better not die before the show. During the production of Rumor, she had an affair with Fleetwood Mac's light lighting engineer, Curry Grant. Mm. Which inspired the song You Make Love and Fun. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, right? You know, It'd be nice wrote, to know that someone wrote that song Absolutely. about you. Yes, and not just that, but someone from Fleetwood Mac. It's a pretty right. big band. Then she dated Dennis Wilson. Dennis Wilson. From the Beach Boys. Okay, the Dennis Wilson. Yeah, then. Brian's right. brother, right? Yeah. And then McBee married Portuguese keyboardist and songwriter Eddie Quintella? Mm, I don't, I'm not familiar. Me neither. I feel like lose a little hipster cred there, but I don't know who that is. Mm. I, did, I remember when Fleetwood Mac did that reunion show. When was that? In the late 90s and it was on cable? You remember what a big deal that was? It was like when the Eagles did that Hell Freezes Over. Now, I'm trying to be nice here uh, because the lady died and she yeah. seems like such a talented musician. But yeah. you know I hate that band. I, I know, but you don't it's hate so them annoying. like you hate the Eagles, right? Oh, it's I hate a- them more than I hate the Eagles. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Boy, that seems... that's. That's hard to believe. Yeah, I do not like that band. You'd rather listen to the Eagles than Fleetwood Mac. Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. I have a friend who's a Fleetwood Mac fan, but he, I, and I swear I'm not making this up, he says he only likes like the old stuff. And this means like That's older than rumors. Exactly. And I'm like, wait a second. Wouldn't that stuff be old? But he likes apparently, I, I, he's told me about it a million times. It kind of goes in one ear out the other, but he tries to get me to listen to this Mick Fleetwood stuff from maybe before everyone was in the band. I'm not really sure. Right, yeah. I, look, I'm not I'm a not huge fan. My dad liked him a lot. Uh, he would be very sad. So, you know, in some ways I'm glad he didn't live to see this because he would have been crushed. But I am supposed to go see Stevie Nicks 
next year. What? Yes, Stevie Nicks. Why is would doing you be planning to do that? Because next year? she's doing a show with Billy Joel. This is what I was told, and I was asked if I would. I mean, of course, I'm going to say yes, but I was told that she's she's doing a tour with Billy Joel and that it's coming. And I was actually planning on asking you for tickets. Me? As we got a little closer. Well, yeah, How would you, I get tickets? You know, you know everybody. And you know I don't know the, anybody. I can't get you tickets for Stevie Nicks. I don't even years. know where I would you, start. You got me Billy Joel tickets before. You yeah, I don't know where to happen. start that anymore. Well, what about that guy who worked with yeah, Billy Joel Yeah, I haven't talked years? to him in 10 years. Yeah, now would be a good time to pick up the phone. And ask him for <laughs> tickets yet. to Billy Joel. Don't ask for tickets yet because we got a little bit of time. I would just ask him how he's doing. Uh, you know, how is his Thanksgiving? Yeah, you know what? That's not going to You're going to have to go ahead and work that yourself. Things like that. You know him way better than me. I know this. Well, yeah, but you also he... are the one who wants to go see Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks. If... I couldn't imagine a worse evening. If your mom in my head, like tickets. I'm like, what are the things you wouldn't want to do? Like that's one of them. If your mom wanted tickets to that show, you would get them for you. I would, would tell her them. I don't know how to get them. I don't believe you. But if there was some girl that you were trying to impress, you would absolutely be able to get those tickets. I know you can. Please don't make me pay. I would value not for those tickets. I have no idea. What if there was cost. a girl who was like, all you have to do for me to love you is get you tickets to Billy Joel and Fleet- Fleetwood Mac, I'd be like, we don't belong together. <laughs> Like, we don't have anything in common. What are we doing here? A year from now? What I would tell her today is, like, yeah, I got it. No problem. And just know that we're breaking up in nine months. Like, this ain't happening. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. All right. You're the religious one out of the two of us. Okay. Now, I do have a question because I find this story fascinating just because, and obviously it's a, a headline because of how it happened, which is, I think, most people, well, I don't know, but a Louisiana pastor right, Mm -hmm. was found dead on Tuesday morning after being injured in a tragic accident. Reverend Jimmy Jeanfro Jr., the pastor of Immaculate Conception Roman Catholic Church, was killed in a woodworking accident at a carpentry workshop on the church's campus. (laughs) Now, apparently, the Jefferson Parish coroner's office said that Jeanfro 60, is suspected to have died at some point on Monday night after sustaining traumatic injuries while using a lathe. Now, I'm not sure what a lathe is. I don't want to use one, but my religious question to you is, well, my first question is, what is a lathe? Is that the thing that you sm- that goes over the wood to smooth it out? You know, it's like, let me look. I'm going to look it up right now. You know what I'm talking about, And number about, two, if he's uh, in a Roman Catholic church, isn't he a priest? I didn't know the Roman Catholic Church had pastors. Yeah, I don't understand. I thought that they had priests. Either. They do. So, I, as far as I know, but I also see a lot of times stories where they will say uh, a priest of such and such church, and like that's not a priest; it's a pastor. So I wonder if the story just got it wrong. I'm lo- I looked okay. up Louisiana um, Reverend. There he is, uh, Jimmy. Jean Fro. See, I think I, I pronounced to, that right. I don't know how to do Jean Fro Junior. Jean Fro Junior. Uh, the pastor of Immaculate Pastor of Immaculate Conception. Roman is he Catholic a priest? Church. Is he a pastor and a priest, or is he do just they have a pastors pastor? in the Roman Catholic Church? They're usually mm. priests. I don't know. I don't. I was know. just reading the story, and I thought, you know what? Let me ask my religious buddy. Also, um, it looks like uh, we did say lathe, right? That's what you read. A in the lathe. Story. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like the thing that's. And the pictures that I just pulled up, it's spinning so that they can put the that's what know, I the thought, stuff into or the they could run wood. stuff right into it, right? How do you die from one of those? I could see cutting like if your hand got off. Caught in it, maybe. Oh, like your tie, like if tie, but they don't. Oh you no, be a tie, like a scary movie. That would be bad if you ever watched. And it just pulls your accidents. head towards it. I mean, oh god, I, I don't know if that's. How I that wasn't happens. thinking about that. 
that if it's I spinning need to like see that, a lathe. And, and if, they're, if they're spinning gears, anytime there's open spinning gears, there's uh, a risk of serious death and dismemberment. I've seen plenty of them on those subreddits that I, I would rather not name. But it's usually in another country. looks like maybe they don't quite have the, the shop safety standards. I'm looking at a lathe, and I don't even—I can't even tell you how it works. I mean, let it looks alone like get your face stuck in it. Well, look at how different the sizes are. There's little table ones, yeah, and then some of these look really big. So if there's spinning gears, there maybe something got caught in it. What did it say? It just said that he died while using a, a traumatic lathe. injury using a lathe. Ugh, man, that's just not that sucks. Not how you want to go in that moment. Just imagine if you do get sucked into one of those gears or whatever, that moment that you realize, what have I done? My wife told me to be careful. She told me not to wear this. She told me to make sure someone else was around. There's oh. supposed to be a safety switcher. All those things and that are running through your head. And you're trying to get yourself out of a lathe, and uh, you can't? I can't imagine. And, like... That may be the... When I read it, I thought that may be the worst way to die, I think. I, like, I know fire seems horrible, but at least they say you pass out from the smoke beforehand. Oh, yeah. I've seen some of these workplace accidents where they get pulled into these gears, and oh, you can tell they're Drowning still alive. seems miserable, for sure, but it but might go quick. But once you suck in the water, aren't you might passed go quick, out? Right. Probably unconscious. Quicker then. than you... Not as quick as you'd like, no, but... No, definitely not. It's fear for a few And moments. I get, like, you know, the way most people die is horrifying, laying in a bed trying to fight cancer for nine months. I mean, yeah, nobody likes true, that. True. But, but at, at least, least they you medicate by, you. Yeah. Like, those five minutes while that lathe is pulling you in by your shirt. And, yeah, maybe it got and stuck. And there's nothing you, just, you can do. You could just be bleeding there alone. Right, or it cuts off your arm, and now yeah. you just bleed. But just you could get bleeding. up if it cut off your arm. That's my thing. It had to get his head somehow. Yeah, because if it cut off your arm and just cut scene. through it, you they, you would get up and leave, right? I mean, I know you'd be bleeding everywhere, but and it also says that they described him as an experienced carpenter. So you know, let that be a lesson to everyone. Yeah, Don't never use a lathe for safety. And also, like Jesus was a carpenter, right? I mean, I guess they didn't he have was blades. A carpenter. Back yeah, then. No. I mean, they he did, was like a were... hammer and nail guy. Yeah, totally a hammer and nail guy. Old school. Yeah. Not yeah. a hipster about it, which I totally get. You know, yeah, there's yeah, something yeah. to that. Speaking of Jesus, have you put up your uh, decorations yet? I have. I thought oh, you were going to say Kunkelman. <laughs> he's my carpenter. You're like, speaking of Jesus, are you spoken to Kunkelman? He's at my house yeah, right now. I'm painting my, paint my garage. How's he doing? I told Great. you that's good work, good dude, man. We talked, yeah. Everything's fine. You, oh, you guys have been chatting a little bit? Well, I walk out there. I try not to bother those guys. Like, they're working. I'm paying them. You know what yeah. I mean? But I'm just like, hey, you need anything? Water or anything? He's like, no, I'm good, man. And he does good work, right? Yeah, it looks great so far. Told you. There you go. Told you. Mm-hmm. I, would I recommend someone to you that doesn't do good work? My no. reputation's on the line here, too, no. right? Yeah. And when you said, do you know a guy? I said, I know a guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know probably more than one, but I know one that I'm willing to recommend. Yep. There you go. And that was him. And so now you're getting it done, getting yep. the job done, which we can't talk about because of the holidays. But yeah. I did put up my Christmas tree and everything, though. Did you do it on Thanksgiving? No, but I wasn't here. Right. I know that you were out of town in Michigan. I didn't know if you, well, you last year you admitted that someone... You paid someone. I to did some pay of the someone. Stuff up. It, yeah. Okay, so I didn't know if the stuff got put up like on Thanksgiving, so it was all ready when you got back. No, I did it. Uh, I paid someone last year because when I came home with the boys, I wanted it to be up. Right, which is not nice. like a cool surprise for them. But I came home myself this year, so I just did it myself. I should have thought to do that because I, I it would have been nice. I was in a good mood most of the trip. You know, you start to get kind of. Anxious and stressed as the trip is winding right. down. You start thinking, am I going to make it back in time? Did I give myself enough time to go back to work? That's the right. end of the vacation. But I actually felt good over Thanksgiving break, and it wasn't until I got back and realized 
everyone had put up their Christmas stuff over the weekend. Yeah. And I didn't have time because I didn't get back until the night before. So you do it now? I still haven't done it. I've just gone home and gone to bed, man. I got to get out of the funk. Just do it. I know. I know. It's just the stuff. The last, since, you know, what's today? Wednesday. So Monday night and Tuesday. And I had plans both days. I'm going to come home. And Brooke and I both said, we're going to do this. We'll get the stuff out of the attic. And then as soon as I get home, I'm like, this is yeah. really the last yeah, thing I want to do tree in the front right room. Now. The fireplace is decorated. I got my Jewish table. I got everything. I like having the stuff up, but I honestly don't like the act of decorating the tree, which I know is a, a, I don't a lot of a tree. favorite thing. You, don't, you just have the lights on it, right? I have a like one of those... Uh, I don't know, LED Christmas trees where yeah. you can change the pattern of the lights. Yeah. Yeah, because I think when I got divorced, I'm pretty sure my ex-wife took all the ornaments. It's I just want to and put so a bag like over it. So it's like rebuilding them or buy a tree. You know what I mean? So I was like, nah, let me buy one of these LED ornaments. I know that. And also, your kids got to do Christmas twice, right? And if I remember correctly, I didn't love putting up the Christmas tree. I didn't either. You know, I understood the tradition behind it, and I wanted to do it with my family, but I didn't love it. So I'm like, well, let them do that with her. If she's got all the ornaments and the old tree, let her do that with her, and then they can just come over and we'll have one of these, you know, I don't know, cool new age trees that my dad would think, like, what the hell? Right. That's not a tree. Right. That is kind of. It looks good. It's better. And yeah. it's, it's, something's up and it's modern. You just yeah. don't like change, old man. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. I just, I like having the stuff up. I don't like the act of getting all the stuff out and putting up the individual ornaments. But I've I've thrown this idea out there in the past. Hey, why don't we just put a bag over all this? I've done Take that. Take it upstairs and then we bring it. No, that takes away the fun of, you know, you're supposed to put on oh. Christmas music and then decorate the tree. Yeah, that's like, true. Oh. And I was just reading something earlier before we went on the air talking about, you know, one of those. I put everything in lists. bags, all the decorations, everything. They're on like TJ Maxx bags or Walmart shopping bags. You know what I'm talking about? The two yeah. plastic bags with a big handle. I just put them all in there, bring them up, set them out around the house. And then I was like, yeah, this week I was like, I must have thrown out a bunch of stuff last year because I didn't feel like putting it away. So I had to go buy a couple things. And that was it. My tree lights broke last year. Yeah. It was one of the pre-lit ones. Mm-hmm. So when I went out to get another one, they didn't have any of the pre-lit ones for less than like $300. They only had like a couple left. And they were the most expensive mm-hmm. ones. So I got a regular tree and we put lights on it, which means that's what's sitting up there right now. Yeah. There's one of those trees I got to put lights on. And I just read this thing earlier that said we spend more than two days of our lives, when it's all said and done, decorating the tree. Like, that's, you know, 34 hours alone of untangling holiday lights. Oh, man. Of getting the, the lights untangled, not just for the tree, I guess, but for the house. I don't really put too much stuff on the house, just on the railing. I can't get up on the roof. That's a horrible idea. And then they also had stuff about vacuuming. Well, it just made me that. so angry. What? I left the Christmas lights up all year. Yeah, I think that's a smart way to do right? it. Right, so, you know, I had my guy come and do it, and it was up all year, and then I just turned them off, right? Unplugged them. You can't really see them. Plugged them in this year. Only half of them work. Oh. So now they've been up all year, which I was a little bit worried about. Only half of them work. So I'm like, well, I don't know how to fix that. Right. Who? Do you, it's not like you can call the same person. No. Right? They come out and find the blown So now maybe I'll just rip them all down. I don't know. Wait, so half of them as in like... Like there's, there's a bad bulb somewhere. Right. I just don't and know exactly still, how it works. I don't know how electricity works, but I know on those old-fashioned ones, if one bulb goes bad, the whole strand goes right, bad. This, I thought right. fix so, that. I don't know. Well, it must be strands plugged into strands. I don't know. I, I don't know how it works. It's just, it's just a pain in the ass. Like, look, I want to do it. I want right. it to be nice. But also, I live, I am blocks away from really, really, really expensive houses. And they have massive light displays up, you know, these really nice neighborhoods right. where the neighborhood, they have like a homes association probably that's coming in and doing all this stuff. I can't compete with that. So all I'm really trying to do is make it cozy inside. 
because yeah. I'm trying not to be depressed about it being dark at four o'clock. Right. Right. So you want to come home and have some lights on in there, but well, I just some can't drag myself. Through. I'll do it tonight. I feel mm-hmm. like it's not too late yet. I am. I'm getting close to that point. If I don't, yeah, do it by this you guys weekend, have some eggnog. Make her dress up like yeah, that's, sexy okay. Mrs. All Claus. Right, all right, all right. Is that what you guys do? No, that's not what we do. White uh, pantyhose no, and a Mrs. A Claus movie skirt. That you watched on Pornhub <laughs> uh, two years ago. Church of Leslo. Yo. Yo. You like that pizza, kid? It's really pizza. I told you. Pizza Tassio, right. if you're interested. All right, what's up? We are getting ready to doom scroll coming mm-hmm. up here. So go get your Red Bull. Is there good news? Well, I mean, honestly, I feel like you broke the biggest story. <laughs> Admit that that slipped through the cracks. Either that or it happened after we got to work and I just didn't see about it or see anything about it. But there's good news like the Defense of Marriage Act. You see some bipartisanship going on in Washington. People like that stuff, right? I mean, I I think they do. The big, big story is this uh, rail strike. The the railway workers want to strike, and Biden and Pelosi and Congress are trying to stop this from happening because if they do, it's going to be devastating to the economy. So they're trying to negotiate deals. And it looks like just a little while ago they got part of it done, but it still has to pass the Senate. So they got to. Uh, Are we still rely on the railway? Yeah, you'd be surprised because really? I saw some numbers, which was, they, they go over some of these. What like about how the Pony Express? Are they pissed? I, like, I, I, seems like we got drones. Amazon can get me I know. a box in like, hey, we could get it to you in one box in two days. But if you don't mind getting like four different boxes, we'll have it there in 10 minutes. I'm right. like. I always so say send really, all the boxes. Right. Yeah, bring all the boxes. I don't care. A lot of times it costs extra for, to wait longer. Yeah. I'm like, no, we'll just, just deliver yeah. right now. I'm like, all right. And they knock <laughs> on the door. I mean, I know that people on the East Coast ride trains. That's not so much a thing here unless you're going on a long trip maybe. But yeah. uh, So those people will be impacted, but mainly it's goods and services. We're going to have more supply chain issues if they can't figure this out. Also, the government's still getting involved in these... Like that, that, that is a private sector, is it not, Laszlo? You're the you're the smart I guy. I think I think we own the railways somehow. Right, but there's so but so is that how they get involved with the unions? Yeah, I think so. It's, it's kind of like the radio towers, even though oh. the comp right the radio towers are owned oh. by the government. That's why the SEC said I can't say certain words, even though the company I work for isn't the government. But right. apparently, I'm. And our company. I think it's the same thing it. with the railways. Our company pays for it, but then they the, rent the government them. says you can't actually own it. Yeah, right, you're you're renting it. But even if I rent a car like a... Well, it doesn't matter. Point is, there's plenty of stuff to talk about, and we'll all try right. and get through all of it next. It's the Church of Plasma. It's time to doom scroll with Slim Fast. you don't know, could kill you. Murder hornets. Whoopies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Doom scroll. Oh. Good-looking son of a bitch. Oh, thank you. I didn't know where that was headed. Uh, hey, good news. Yeah. Some bipartisanship on Capitol Hill. As well, doesn't that? People love to see that. Mm-hmm. Now, this headline here says that conservatives are having a very bad day. Well, it's not all of them because some of them voted for this. The uh, Respect for Marriage Act, it's set to become a law. You know, after the Roe v. Wade uh, stuff happening, sure. when was that? I don't know, sometime this year, right, that that all started to snowball? Uh, they've said, hey, we need to probably get some of these things set uh, in stone to make some laws out of some of these court decisions, this being one of them, so that uh, interracial couples can get married, uh, gay and lesbian couples can get married. And, you know, you'd think that, 
I don't understand how any of this works. I thought that once they said, hey, you have a constitutional right to it, that that's just the way it goes. Yeah, but apparently, you know, that's not how it works. We saw what happened with Roe, and I assume something similar could happen with marriage, and that's why they were voting on this. So it passed the House. It passed the Senate. Now, the Senate amended it, so it has to go back to the House, but it could be signed into law as early as next week. And meanwhile, the Senate passed landmark legislation yesterday that would codify federal protection for marriages of same sex and interracial couples. The Respect for Marriage Act was approved 61 to 36 with support from all Democrats and 12 Republicans. That measure now returns to the House for a final vote before it can go to President Biden's desk. The Senate vote reflects the rapidly growing public support for same-sex marriage, which hit a new high of 71% in Gallup polls back in June. 71%, Liza, we've worked together so long that when we started working together, it was still a minority of people that supported same-sex marriage. Remember that? Yeah, I was like the huge leftist who thought dudes could get married if they want because I don't care. Seemed odd to us at the time. (laughs) Like, well, why? Why would I care if two guys get married? And also, it was the pro-family people that seemed to be the most against it at the time, right. it became a big wedge issue. I, I think of W, you know, and the world needs more love, but you know, not that kind of love. Right, but but hey, look, times change, and I, I'm happy, right, that they change. It's well, fine. just imagine if they said in twenty, what year is it? Twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three. Hey, this such and such state has decided they are no longer going to give out marriage certificates for interracial couples. I mean, that's one of the things that they felt like right. they needed to cover. In this bill. Because they could. Because it is something that could happen. And if we're being honest with ourselves, could we see a state or at least well, a look, county? Well, there's always going to be idiots. That's it. If you put slavery on the ballot Someone will vote this for weekend, it. a lot of people. Yeah. I get for at least 40% of the vote. I mean, that that's right. Depending on what part of the country right. you know, what. 30% you know, for they sure. Said, I think Some this, states would approve it. I, I, I would hope not, but it's totally yeah. possible. I don't, I don't know. I mean, look, it was, wasn't slavery one of the things that they put up on this last. Uh, election when we had the midterms here in a few states there were places and it wasn't ex- it was more about like whether or not you can be I mean it is slavery in a sense but whether or not you can be asked to work for free I think oh, when you're incarcerated or something like that but they kept saying slavery's on the bill in these uh, different states and I think people did pretty sure all of them voted against it but maybe not actually I have to go back right. and look at that but nothing is impossible and I don't trust the will of the people which is the reason that uh, you know, you have something like a constitution. Right. That's my understanding is of to defend minorities against these this angry mob rule. Of, right. right. You know, sometimes you need someone to stick well, up. We right? have that's a constitution. Just, that's the reason behind it. Equal protection. That's right. what that. That's what that's for. Right. The the murder in Moscow or the murders in Moscow, Idaho. Still, the uh, they're talking about it every morning on the morning talk shows on TV. It seems to be one of the biggest stories every day. All through Thanksgiving while we were gone, and I mean, it's been weeks now since this happened, but the roommates that were uh, stabbed to death in that oh, house, right. the college students, I th- this is one of those stories where I feel like with Gabby Petito, that was such a huge story, and you had this, you know, each day there was, almost every day there was something new, even if it was not as big as the, hey, here's the body cam, because right. that was huge news when that broke, but like, hey, look, the parents are missing, or what are the parents doing, or even just uh, internet sleuths saying, hey, we got some satellite images of the right. parents. We think they're gardening. Maybe they're feeding Brian in the backyard. There's really none of that with this story because after the uh, security footage from the food truck was released, there hasn't been much more to talk about. So, like, this morning I see the big story is that police towed a few cars 
from the scene, cars that have been sitting okay. there for a long time and they're covered in snow and they're going to try and collect more evidence. The media has managed to find a couple more people to talk to. There's a, a young mother who lives across the street from where this happened and she's still doing interviews saying, yeah, I still didn't hear anything that night. Nothing has, has changed. I didn't hear a thing. Outside the home that's now a crime scene, police towing away five snow-covered vehicles that haven't been driven in weeks. Police say the cars are being moved to a secure location to continue processing evidence. While on campus, students say the unsolved murders are weighing heavy on their minds. I have an evening class that I go walk to in the dark and come home from in the dark, and I have my roommates take me to that now. You know, whenever I watch these true crime shows, they'll talk about how you know, the whole town was on edge. And I'm thinking, a lot of times it'll be something that happened in my hometown. I'm thinking, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we didn't even know that that was happening right, at sure. the time. They'll say the whole town was on edge. But mm-hmm. for a college campus where you have multiple students that got stabbed and there's no no guess, really, it would seem, as to who it was, I'm guessing that would weigh heavy on you. And you would be a little nervous to be going sure. to class. And especially, I, I mean, I don't know. It was, it's not like they, it was just women that got killed. They killed that guy, too. So... Maybe I would do the remote learning. I tend to be the kind of person who thinks it's not going to happen to me. Sure, there's yeah. there's a murder on the loose, but I would be more concerned if it happened again. Yeah, now you're with different talking. people. Right now, I'm thinking this is somebody that they know. I mean, something. something I know you can't catch him, but you know something happened. These people knew each other somehow, even if they just met that night. It's right. not like a random serial killer. It's not a Ted Bundy or the thing that happened at the University of Florida when I was there. That, that That's different. Yeah, you're right. If it turns into like a Florida thing where they, right. they start striking again, more yeah. people get stabbed. Now I think as a parent you're telling your kids, yeah, come home don't go to class. Yeah, yeah, stay home. Which I don't know, what would you be telling your kids now if they were on that campus? Would you be telling them to do the remote learning? No. Be telling them not to go party? I mean, no. You know... Not right now. I, I I'm just, being honest. Not right now. It's a horrible crime, but I'm it with is, you. It is, but I'm like, crimes happen. Like, okay. It's going to happen. You can't you know, hide. But if it would happen again, I'd be like, oh, well, just come home. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Lazo, I don't know if you ever watched that documentary on Netflix a few years ago about uh, Adderall. Watched it, it. Yeah. I wrote it. Yeah. No, you didn't, because it was very negative about well, because the country's Adderall's Adderall bad addiction. for you. I don't know if you know that or I not. I think it's because you were having a hard time getting it and you were annoyed by, you know, why am I having to wait so long? It didn't used to be this right, If I do a documentary about how bad it is, people... <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll fill my prescription. That is one good thing about being older, I will say. When you go to get your prescription for stuff like that, you think, they're not coming after me. <laughs> right. I, I'm a grown-ass yeah. man. I'm in my 40s. Like, you know, if I was 21, even 19 or something, which I was getting prescribed medications when I was young, right. then maybe you go, mm, I, I think they might start to crack down on this. My doctor right. might take it away from me. But at my age, I feel like you're almost allowed to say, look, I, I know what it is. Also, I think I at our age, we're not it. really telling them something that we don't need. Exactly. I mean, like, at if 20, I was, high, I was probably looking for stuff that I didn't need. Right. Now I'm like, you know what? I need it. And is this going to ruin this person's life? Well, I've been employed for right. quite some time. You know, I mean, the obvious stuff. But now the same people, which it's, uh, it's Schwarzenegger's uh, daughter, and his wife, I think, is From a part name? of his ex-wife. Uh, <laughs> no, I. It's uh, what's her name? Isn't it Maria Shriver? Shriver? Is that right? Is that Sounds the right, right one? She's the one that's an NBC. I think they say in the story what her name is. Her daughter's the one that made the Adderall documentary. Now they're making a new one. They're taking on Xanax. Mm. Take your pills, and they're going to talk about how far too many young people are looking for a quick fix with Xanax. Lucky for me, I'm not prescribed Xanax. I don't take that stuff. There's this huge Xanax crisis. Now we're seeing younger and younger age groups not only being prescribed benzodiazepines, but being kept on them. In interviews with experts and patients of all ages and backgrounds, Take Your Pills Xanax takes a hard look at one of America's favorite anxiety drugs. 
I think a huge desire for a lot of people, especially in our generation, needing a quick fix. The Netflix documentary, executive produced by Christina Schwarzenegger and her mom, NBC special anchor Maria Schreiber, is a sequel to their 2018 film, Take Your Pills, which looked at abuse of the ADHD drug Adderall. Haven't seen it, don't care to see it, didn't see the first one, don't plan on seeing the new one. I don't need to see them crapping on. Well, I mean, I don't know who, I mean, is it like Tom Cruise? I mean, look, we we have such a problem. Look, I know there's drug problems. I get it. You're not... Uh, it's That's not lost on me. And I also know that doctors and uh, pharmaceutical companies clearly over-prescribe a lot of things, right? Yes. Uh, opioids and, right, whatever. But also, like, some people need Xanax. Right, that's Like, we don't me. talk about it like that. Like, we talk about it, and I've said it before, if I broke my arm and be like, well, don't put a cast on it. Right. What? Too many people. Or if my leg didn't work, well, you wouldn't tell me don't go see a leg doctor and try to figure out how to get that knee back working, right? Yep. But if I'm like, hey, I get really anxious and weird, and I don't feel right, and people are like, yeah, boy, you, you know what? There's something wrong with you. Nobody ever says there's. I mean, they say there's something wrong with your knee, right? Yeah. Go get it fixed, but nobody's like, oh no, what you need to do. Is uh, you know eat better, right? Get some more exercise. Right. And start thinking. Eat positively. better. Think positive, right? It's Maybe like no, my meeting. brain's, it's a part of my body, and we're just so I don't know what it is. It's like we don't want to think about our brain. It's not just that we don't want to think about how it works and why it works, and we don't understand it. I don't know why people are so scared to just say, "Hey, there's something wrong with my brain. It's not working," and why people aren't accepting of that and saying, "Hey, we have." These medications that can help your brain, just like we have these medications if you have irritable bowel syndrome. Nobody's like, Jesus Christ, you and your irritable bowel syndrome. You know what? Just think about not crapping your pants. Right. Nobody says that. I mean, how rude would that be? But you're like, man, I get all anxious and weird, and I start to freak out, and I have panic attacks, and people are like, boy... You need to really start thinking positive. What? Th- this is one of the, I that think, me personally, unintended consequences. I think it's great that we talk about mental health now right. a, a lot more, that we're open about it. But I started to see this trend, and we've talked about it. It seems like every couple months there's another story about some trend on TikTok where people are saying they have this condition or whatever. Right. You know, this is When everyone has uh, serious mental health disorders, right. then no one does. That's the problem. Is sure. that once we start to make it, and of course we know the pharmaceutical companies want us to think we have these problems right. because that's how they make their money. Well, maybe we do. do but some of us do. Absolutely. Maybe a lot of us do. And maybe a lot of us do. Maybe is it's it more over, stressful now. Is it over Maybe like, you know, 50 years ago, people weren't as stressed. Maybe people didn't get as anxious, but now they do. Right. Is it over, are there, just like you said, are these medications overprescribed? Yes, but I hate to throw the baby out right. with the bathwater and say, well, now what we're going to do is just admit that most of the people who are using these drugs don't need them. No, 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 no. Uh-huh. I'm not ready to go there no, yet. No, of course not. And what always happens is And they, I don't think it's all that surprising to think that more people need them now today than they did in 1958. Yeah. Now, America, I mean, they may have needed them in 1958, but they weren't prescribed. And America uniquely seems to... to have a lot of problems with overprescribing medications. Doesn't mean that other countries don't do it, but it is an issue in the United States, and you you can debate what the causes of that all day, right. from uh, you know prescription advertisements on TV to whatever it is. But at the end of the day, I just see this trend where we go, the pendulum goes all the way one way, and we say we're going to talk about mental health, 
And then it goes all the way back to where we say, you know, people that are taking Xanax are just they're just abusing it and they just got it because they need it. What did she say in the trailer? They're a quick fix for our problems. Everyone's looking for an easy, quick fix. Look, yeah. you know what? I didn't watch the Adderall one. I guess maybe I should actually watch this thing before I have a, an opinion on it. But it does worry me a little bit. All right. We're going to take a break and take our Xanax. And then we'll come back and we'll finish Doomscroll. Yeah. The Church. The Church of Last no. no. All right. We're going to Doomscroll some more? Yeah. We're going to finish Doomscrolling. All right. Good. Got to talk about, uh, I want to get your thoughts on lethal police robots. Are you for or against? Love them. Love them? Love them. I mean. Just saying that out loud. Yeah, I love them. Should make it clear they're not giving them guns, just explosives. Oh yeah, okay. According to one of the cops that was being yeah. interviewed during okay. the town hall meeting, sure. So you're right now. Right now, I'm pro lethal robot cop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you are from Detroit too, the home. I know RoboCop. RoboCop, and plus, I'm, I feel like you know it's a computer. It takes the emotion out of it. Yeah. It knows when to. You know, you can't just you can't tell a computer like you know suck me and it just pull out a gun and shoot you. Right. And, and you will respect it's me. It's like, s- no, the robot's like, hey, this is where we're at. Right. I have an algorithm. One more step and the whole building blows. Yeah. Like, I got it. It's, the, you know, to take the emotion out of it. Take the emotion out of killing someone. Just make it. Yeah, this is it. These are the rules. Yes. These are the guidelines. Yeah. So there's a little more to it, and uh, okay. but, but not much. And so I think <laughs> your opinion will probably say the same. But we'll discuss along with a couple other things when we finish Doom's Crawl. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. All right, let's do it. All right. Doom scrolling. Yes. We're here to finish this thing up. I told you earlier, there's crisis looming with this rail strike, Laszlo. Okay. This is down to the wire. A nationwide rail strike would be catastrophic. We're talking about a devastating blow to the economy. By one estimate, this could cost consumers and businesses up to $2 billion a day, not to mention that it would freeze rail lines for approximately 7 million travelers and commuters. This is exactly why President Biden is asking Congress to step in to prevent a rail strike. So it says here, the House today voted to block a strike by the nation's railway workers, intervening in a labor dispute with the wide-ranging economic and political implications that this would have. So you mentioned earlier that the the train tracks are partially owned by the people. Yeah, I believe so. so. That's how how they get involved in this. So if a union says, we want to strike, this is an instance where the government can come in and say, I have no idea. Because they're going to strike. And if they're saying that if they strike, it's $2 billion a day. Yeah. Then I'd give them some sick days. Give them the sick days. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, I I know I'm a union guy, and that'll make people mad. But even if you're not a union person, if they hold that type of sway that they're saying the country could shut down, give them some sick days. Doesn't sound like they're asking for too much. No, and it Just sounds some like sick days. they hold some cards. Right, some serious yeah. Cards, so give you know? them to them. And it sucks that maybe your industry, as time goes on, feel like you hold fewer and fewer of those cards. <laughs> right, I get it. A, I totally understand <laughs> right, how but, that goes. But... If, if this, this is, is one the that, case, holds, that holds the nation hostage if, for $2 billion yeah. a day, over sick days, over sick, days. sick days. And the president is like, how do we stop this? Right. And I hear Pelosi in radio and television interviews saying, look, I don't want to stop a union from striking. You know, I'm pro-union, but well, this is going to look bad for the administration. Basically, This is going to look bad for us. It's going to cost right. people a lot of money. We can't have this. So it says the House voted 290 to 137 to adopt the tentative deal between the rail companies and employees re- uh, Sorry, that employees reached in September. Uh, that was also brokered by the White House in a second separate 221 to 207 vote aimed at addressing progressive Democrats concerns over protecting workers. The House added seven days of paid sick leave to the agreement, which currently calls for only one. And I don't know if seven is enough. I just know that the sick days was the thing that they were still upset about. So hopefully that's enough. 
and hopefully you can still get all your you shopping done and crisis will be uh, averted. San Francisco, Lazo, has been having this debate at Town Hall about whether or not to allow lethal police robots. Yeah, I want to hear about this. I would think that San Francisco would be on the list of least likely cities to go ahead and give the police the green light to have killer robots. But, see, there's there's gray areas in here. And the headlines, they're, they're salacious, but you got to read the fine print because the police, after this vote, after this decision, will be allowed to use remote-controlled robots. So these aren't artificial intelligence devices. Someone okay. would be controlling them. Like a drone or like one of those bomb sniffing, sure, uh, yeah. I don't know, you know, bomb deactivating robots that we see on the movies and in the news. So it would be something like that. They would be allowed to use these remote controlled robots to kill suspects. That's what they were trying to decide on. And apparently they decided that, yeah, okay, if it's your absolute last line of defense and you're worried that people in the public could get hurt, or I guess officers could get hurt as well, then you are allowed to use these robots to inflict. Lethal damage on a suspect, but... Do you think there's a bank robber right now building a bad robot? I don't know. Because that's exciting. The police wanted to make it... There has to be. The police wanted to make it very clear. We don't already have killer robots, and we don't have any plans on buying killer robots, which to me sounds like they're saying, we don't have the stuff ready to go right now, so you don't really have to worry about it. We just want to know in the future if we should get a hold of some of these things, if we should figure out a way to get that... A bomb robot to maybe pick up the bomb and detonate like it next the idea to a suspect. Of bad guy robots against good guy robots trying to rob a bank. That's very exciting. I'm sure there's been movies about it. Of course, I don't want any officer to lose their life, but I think that the scenarios that we're using are hypotheticals to bring up fear. These are not autonomous robots. No one's tapping in. These are these are trained police officers that would utilize a robot. A new state law now requires law enforcement to have public discussions when acquiring and utilizing military-grade weapons. That's what happened here, and the plan passed only after an amendment clarifies robots would only be used as a lethal option after the use of alternative force and de-escalation tactics, or if police determine they are not able to subdue the threat safely after evaluating other options. As long as you promise us that you're going to exhaust all yeah. other resources first. We trust you. Then you, We trust you. <laughs> San Francisco, we trust you. Then you can use your killer robots. That's... Uh, that's fine. I don't love it, but we're going to go ahead and pass this thing well, barely. killer robots. San Francisco Police Department said it does not own any pre-armed robots and has no plans to arm its current machines. Okay. I love that sentence. Has no plans to arm its current but machines. But it could be done. But now it could be done, and I guess they would be uh, within their legal rights to kill a suspect with one of those robots if they want to, as long as they've exhausted all other uh, avenues, of course. Hey, Brett Favre is back in the news again. Remember the whole build, yeah, me, build yeah, my daughter yeah. a stadium thing and use welfare money to do it? That whole lawsuit came about. I mean, the the text messages, and then it looked like someone was clearly, uh, well, she was. I mean, they said that she was an FBI informant, right? Giving some of this information over, giving some of those text messages over. We saw that it went as high as the governor's mansion. These texts about, sure. we need this money to build the stadium. Brett Favre is from Mississippi, uh, his daughter goes to or went to school there, right? right She's yes. a volleyball player. Yes. They built this stadium, uh, started to build. I guess they finished it, right? They finished that stadium. And it looked like a lot of the money came from welfare funds. So it was misappropriated funds. Yes. And when all these names came out, Brett Favre, of course, was the big celebrity name. And that's what got everyone talking and made it a national news story. So now Brett Favre's lawyer has done something that I really like. 
And, you know, social media is totally roasting him for this, but I, I don't see why. I think if you were in his position, you'd ask your lawyer to do the same thing. His lawyer says, listen, we would like to have our client taken off this lawsuit. Just go ahead and get his name out of the lawsuit. Take his name out of there. Sure, well, we, don't want, we don't want him to be a part of this. Right. And social media thinks that's hilarious, but I think that that's a smart move by a lawyer. First stop. For, hey, before we do anything else, let's ask. Because you know what? If you've ever been to any type of trial before, if you've ever been in front sure. of a judge, the first thing the lawyer always does is says, uh, well, before we get started, we'd like to ask that you dismiss this entire thing because exactly. it's ridiculous. That's what lawyers do. Right, I agree. And also, I would do the same thing. If you read the fine print of this story, they make an argument that Brett Favre didn't know where this money was coming from. And, yeah, some of those text messages do look really bad. And if you, you know, when we read those... But how does... I don't understand. Ago, I'm not... I'm just asking you, but I know there's no... the wrong right, person. Exactly. Yeah. But how does Brett Favre get his hands on welfare I money? Know. Like... Even if he said, use the welfare money, like, that's like me texting the mayor and being like, hey, use some welfare money to buy my kids a better baseball field. And then all of a sudden a better baseball field comes up. That's not really my fault. I just asked him. That's what we said when this story came out. I'm allowed to ask. This on the air. Exactly. Who... Where does the responsibility lie? If, right. the, if, the the person, if the person asking for money is asking the governor, hey, get this money mm-hmm. and get it done, get it done quickly, even if the person asking for it thinks that the governor may be going about it illegally, does that now make you part of the crime? So. May, maybe it does. It certainly makes you a lesser part of the crime. So I don't think it's crazy at all that the lawyers, first of all, all joking aside, would ask that he be removed from this lawsuit. I think that's normal lawyer stuff. But also, if, as you start to read into it, I don't know. I read this long CBS uh, sports article this morning. They made it sound like maybe maybe there's a chance that he didn't exactly know what the hell was going on. Football icon Brett Favre is asking to be removed from the Mississippi welfare fraud lawsuit. Yeah, lawyers for Favre said the Mississippi Department of Human Services, quote, groundlessly and irresponsibly seeks to blame Favre for its own grossly improper and unlawful handling of welfare funds. Mississippi DHS says more than $20 million was wrongfully taken from the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families Anti-Poverty Program. Favre received $1.1 million, but maintains he did not know where that money came from. They're saying, hey, you put our client's name on this lawsuit to distract from your own involvement because you knew that if we put Brett Favre's name on this lawsuit, that's all anyone would talk about because he's the big celebrity, he's the hometown hero, and that all you local politicians could, you know, kind of hide hide around the corner, which also doesn't sound that crazy to me. That seems, right. I think so, too. I don't know. Maybe they did put it. Maybe they're like, hey, release the ones with Favre on there. Get them talking about old <laughs> Brett Favre because that'll be the headline. The former governor all that, sure, he'll get dragged into it, but there's got to be plenty of people who are named in this thing exactly. that are like, just get Favre's name on there. I just don't think it's worth, if you want to make fun of Brett Favre, make fun of Brett Favre. But you can't say that this is some ridiculous thing that only a celebrity would try. Trust me, your lawyer would I try I would try it. Too. If you had a good lawyer, he'd try it. First thing. First Let's thing. just get this dismissed. The Church of Laszlo. How's that pizza? It's, it's good. Yeah. It's good, man. It is good. Actually, mm-hmm. I grabbed some more. Yeah. Pizza Tasio. There you go. Mm-hmm. We're opening up one in Lee's Summit, baby. Oh, you. yeah? Come on. Westport, too, by you. We need to get one closer to... That's right. I said put one by Slim's mom's. Uh Mm. I tried to get heady on that one there. (laughs) Have you ever worn the same underwear two days in a row? Sure. Literally everyone has. I mean, of course. Of course. This is why people should not believe in, or at least take all of these online polls with a grain of salt. Because if you ever needed proof that people lie on these things, 40% of people said that they've never worn the same underwear 
for two days. I'm not saying that you chose to even. I'm not saying that it was, although, yes, I think you have. I think there's been a time in your life where you were like, oh, I should change. I slept in this. And you didn't. And something so you happened. Did. You right. jumped up. You had to get somewhere quick. You had a couple too many beers yes. the night before, and you jumped up. You had your underwear on. You threw your pants on, and you had to leave. That's two days in a row, right? That's ridiculous that to think that, that would never happen to someone. So here's the other ones. This is like that. Uh, I had to play this. Song. I mean, on a normal night, do you know? Right. But in your lifetime, have you worn the same underwear two days in a row? Absolutely you have. Right. I don't make it a policy when I wake right. up to say, is this day three? Because day right. three no. is when I like to switch it around. No, but it's happened before. We, you were out of town with friends over the weekend uh, for Thanksgiving. Yeah. For, oh, high school friends. Mm -hmm. Did you guys, I know you guys were hanging out, uh, partying or whatever. At no point, I'm guessing, did you guys get roped into like playing some sort of a board game? No, that did not happen. You didn't have to do that? No. I got it. I'm I, I don't want to be a negative person. I don't want to be the... Uh, well, you're my board but, game body. You're the guy I know and did board games. I like board games. I, I like you, board games, Laszlo. I like game night. I'm no, like, no, you don't. Like you, but you... Um, I don't no, even don't. really know how you to know, play yes, Monopoly. I do. I do like them. And the whole thing makes me nervous, especially you're around Sending me pictures people. of you and your friends playing Scrabble with your shoes off. Oh, and my ex <laughs> did game night? The yeah. worst. Don't, well, you don't like that. You're like, I do like it. God. I, the lengths you will go to to convince yourself you like something. I always feel like at least I'm your friend who stops you and says, look, I know you don't. And you're like, I do. Leave me alone. You leave. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I don't like bowling. Take games. that bowler hat and get out of my face. But I know you're going to come back in a couple of weeks and be like, I hate this. I hate everything about my life. I don't Depressed. Like, <laughs> I don't like my life. But I also don't like board games specifically. It feels like a lot of pressure when it's your turn. The, the, just the whole thing is you're with people that you don't know that well. You're trying to be polite. If it were you and me and Snowcone or whatever, it's, no. it's, I'm not looking forward to it. No, I'm just not going to do it. Right, but at least, I don't know. I, it's, it's not as bad as when like, hey, here's a new group of people. You're going to get to know one another. But I just refused. Through I kept refusing. Pictionary. Right, through Pictionary or categories or I had a girlfriend used to take me to that stuff all the time a couple of years ago. I mean, I did it. I hate But I at least I never. The difference between me and you is I did it. But I, I think I let everyone know that I didn't like it. Well, but you want to be. Careful, I didn't want right? to be there. Where because you went, you went all negative. in. Like, let me take off my shoes and socks. And I, that was my house. I was in my house. Jesus Christ! You don't ever take off your shoes and socks in your house. <laughs> that was my house. Um, so the game that they finally wrote me into playing was this: Never Have I Ever. Because it's not really a game. They just start reading questions, and Who you can't did? say like, "I'm not going to do it." My uh, girlfriend's sister and their aunt and cousin and. They were all over there like, hey, you guys are being you guys are being uh impolite. You know, you're you're not socializing enough. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We've been socializing all day. And they kept saying, Well, you know, we just we want to play a board game. I'm like, you guys can play a board game. That's fine. But I really would rather not. Like I just I'm not in the mood and sure. I'm afraid I'll bring all you guys down. So what they did was eventually they get to this point where they start asking these questions and then, you know, they're looking at you like, well, yeah. Have you? You're like, all right, I guess there's no paper. There was no pen and pad. We weren't keeping score. But I, I guess this is quite a popular game now that people play with, because uh, there's apps for your phone. And so people play. So you have questions for me, I'll answer them all. Well, so people, yeah, so people answered these already online. I got these percentages, including that 40% of people who said that they've never worn the same underwear, You're which lying. is ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. All right. Um, dropped your phone in the toilet. You ever done it? I haven't. That's believable to me. I really haven't. That's perfectly I've thought reasonable. about it a million times, but I think I'm so worried about that, to be honest with you, that most of the times I set it somewhere. Yeah. It happens. So I to sit on the back of the bowl, or if I'm at someone's house and I'll set it near the sink. And if we're here 
at work where it could fall into a urinal, I always make sure it's in my pocket. That's not to say that you've never messed up a phone. It's just specifically yeah, dropped yeah. it. I dropped it in places I didn't want to. I don't think that's crazy. Mm-mm. I've done it once in all the years that we've been carrying around phones, right. however many years that is. So I don't think it's all that unreasonable to think that maybe you haven't done it. 31% of people say they've never I mean, done it. I mean, yesterday I drove away with a gas pump. So it's not right. even not going to lie you. I'm going right. to lie you about a phone. Right. All right, now I know you say that you're against this, but have you ever peed in the shower? Of course. Of course. 11% of I people I never said I was against that. I said I was against peeing in a pool. I thought you were against peeing in the shower, too. I mean, I try to pee before it, but I'm not against it. Oh, okay. Anytime there's I'm against water peeing around. in the pool, like you. You pee in the yeah. pool. You said every time I jump in the pool, I immediately, immediately. pee. Imme- even if I go pee right before I get in the pool, it just boom. Hey, Michael oh, Phelps said the same thing. Yeah. Not the only one. 11% of people say they've never once peed in the shower. Which, like, have you never taken a shower then? Because at some point right, you had yeah, your pee when you were in the shower. Now, other things in the shower, maybe not, but the pee, okay. Uh, 11% said they've never done it. Uh, have you ever Googled yourself? Yeah, of course. Yeah. 12%, Who hasn't? I don't know. 12% of people said they've never Googled themselves. You've not even looked just to make sure right, that I there's not something that. bad about you out there. That you know, just to see. Everyone's curious to see what pops up when you go to put Maybe your name just in there. A percentage of people just don't use Google. That could be, but I mean, I assume they just mean like, have you looked yourself up? I know, but before? I'm saying like old people, maybe. Yeah, they're like, I would, why would I Google myself? I guess maybe right? my yeah. mom's never searched right. herself. I, she probably has, but, well, but I have. Okay, and you should see right, the the if you Google image of, that, twelve percent of people say that they've never done it. Have you ever lied about your age? Sure. Everyone has at some point. Younger and older. Younger and older. <laughs> yes. Whether you're trying to get into a club, you're too young, or buy uh, booze or cigarettes right. or whatever it was, or, you know, they're asking about the age difference between... Right. Yeah, and you're like... You're oh, the girl you're dating. I ain't that much as you think. People say it's 12 years. It's really more like... Seven. Seven and a half or something like that. It depends on the leap years. There's a lot that go into it. But, yeah, so everyone's lied about their age. Yes. 43% say they've never done it. Never lied once about their age. Okay, have you ever um, told a secret to someone that you promised you were not going to share? Like you swore up and down, I will not. Yes, of course. I will not share the secret with anyone. Of course. Of course. And that doesn't mean that it's not safe to tell you a secret. Right. It doesn't mean that you always do it. It just means that it has happened. Of course it has happened. Yeah. There has been times. If someone prefaces something. So if someone tells me a lot of times that like, hey, look, this is going on at work. You can't tell anyone. Right. I'll be like, yo, come and have a cigarette. It's mostly you that I tell that. Yeah. I would say I get... Well, I share the, my secrets with you. You share yeah. it with me. It, we're, we're together every day. I work, think when, I just assume that when people tell me a secret, they know I'm going to tell you anyway. Right. It's like telling your spouse. I do, yeah. Like, they're, he's going to tell somebody. Which there are certain things. I know everyone says just expect that the person will tell the spouse. I do think there are certain things, though, that I won't always. I mean, I'm not married right. anymore. But, yeah, no, right. not always. There are certain things that, like, I just don't think. Here's the. No, like, a, if a, you a, said, when we were all married, if you would have said, look, I cheated on my wife, I would not well, right, tell my wife. That's right. not. No, right. I'm not I guess that's, that. a, that's a big one. But <clears> also, I'll, like, is it worth it? Is this something that she or he, that my significant other is going to be that interested in? Because. Just telling them because you can, because they're your significant. Other. I don't well, think that's interested, always right. No, but there's some things that you're like they would be interested and are, in. And yes, yeah, but you, you those are the back. ones that you got to make a decision. You on. have to, you have to decide: is this worth it or not? And do I care if this gets? You know, most of the time, hopefully, you can trust your significant other that it's not going to get out there. Right. But if you, the, the oh. times that it's toughest is when the person comes to you and you really believe, or at least they can convince you that you are the only person they have shared this secret sure. with. Because now. If no one else knows this and it gets back, they're going to know where it came from. Right, of course. But if I can just find out that they've told one other person, 
then that changes everything. Now maybe I can tell Laszlo, I can tell, mm. you know, Brooke, whatever, because I know that it's out there. Right. So I feel a little bit safer about it. I do feel like there are plenty of times there where you've told me things, you prefaced it with, don't no tell one knows this. anyone. That right. includes your significant other. Don't right. tell anyone. 10% of people say they've never shared one of those secrets. People are liars. Yeah. Just absolute know. liars. Cheated on a test. Have you ever yeah, I mean, I'm sure test? I have. I don't know that, though. I don't know for sure. You don't remember when but you But I only had to be honest with you because I just never really cared about school. What about, like, so the, a driver's test or no. uh, none of that stuff? You never... I'm sure there were pop quizzes. I, I remember writing I feel like down. if you said, did I look at somebody's paper in the eighth grade and cheat and I saw they put B on the sound scan, so did I? Yeah. Okay, guilty as charged. I just don't remember it. I don't care. I'm not running from it. I just don't remember it because I don't think I really cared what grade I got. I think I I think I wrote down some. Uh, I never some went to any elaborate thing where I wrote answers on my arm or anything. I never was that interested in doing well. Mine would have always been right before last second. Like, oh, by the way, that test is happening now. Right. That I've been telling you about for weeks, and you go, oh my god. And maybe in that moment, I write down a couple of things. But yeah, I'm with you. I never the night before wrote out this cheat no. sheet. If I was going to take the time to do that, if I was going to do that. Studied. I just study, right? Yeah. Have you ever shoplifted? Sure. I, I know I've done it, but uh, I never went through a shoplifting phase. I know me a lot neither, of but do. I know, and I'm going to tell you that I, I, you, I don't even think you've told me that you've done this, but I guarantee you have, where you put pop in the bottom of the cart and roll it out. Like on accident or on purpose? Man, kind of in between. You certainly knew it after a oh, while, like and you, you didn't bring it back in. Way out, and you're like, I'm not going to yeah, say anything. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. shoplifting. Also, if you've just uh, ordered water or got a, had a cup of water and put something else in it, I mean, yeah. I don't know if that counts or not. The actual shoplifting, I know I tried it. I know some people get a rush from shoplifting. They go through that phase somewhere in late. I just in high don't school. ever want to get arrested for something so dumb. It seems like so much trouble. The exactly. only time I will say the self checkout thing is a real pain in the oh, ass. Oh, I do steal from. And that if all the time. I scan, if I scan something two or three times, it doesn't beep. Then whatever, man. Like uh, you know, you're saving money by not hiring by not hiring yeah. cashiers, and with that. Must come some loss that you're willing to deal with. There was a lady I was I was at a well I'll just say a, a grocery store, and I was scanning things and I was like, what is happening? I was on like my fourth thing, and she came. Oh, I actually hit the button. I'm like, Look, I don't think anything's scanning here. And she came home. She goes, oh, uh, the sounds turned down, so you can't hear it. And then she turned it up. I'm like, okay, I should have just stolen everything right. out of here. Why like, was why that, that? An right? Exactly. Yeah, I steal from the self-checkout. Right, of course. Quite a bit, honestly. Uh, sometimes I go in there even with intentions. Like, wonder what I can get out of here with. I know I shouldn't. That's next level. That's beyond that, what yeah. you're doing. I'm, I'm like, doing eh. like, if I scan this keto yogurt twice and it's still not, no beep, I'll run it a third time. After that, it's in. Like, well, I'm not, this is your fault. Mine has a lot to do with what is my level of frustration with this place? How long have I been waiting in right. line? What's the, the atmosphere like? Am I annoyed by this entire procedure? Right. Then I might steal some stuff out of spite. Okay, finally, this is big because something that we talk about a lot. Have you ever actually been chased? The grocery store I did go to now hired a uh, security guard. Yep. So, so there's mine. a security guard standing back Plus there with the a gun employee. and everything. I'm like, just hire cashiers. Yep. How much you paying him? Well, they got the security guard and the employee who goes around. Right. Have the security the guard registers. and that person open up another register, and none of this would happen. I know. It seems you would have to, Right. It's like, what are you doing? I mean, obviously, they've done the math. They I must got, know, And they're like, so. for as much people, 
For as many of the, you know, the Stolen Greek yogurts, yogurts yeah. that people throw in their thing, it's worth it. The, clearly they've decided that. Yeah. It's not like we're seeing less of them. We're seeing more of them. Uh, the final one, have you ever actually been chased by an animal? No. Never. Not that I can think of. I mean, I'm trying to think like, I mean, like, poodle, but you didn't really get a chance to run away. Ryan, I was a kid and he humped me. It's not like you were being chased. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, he just jumped on me. And then there was dogs when I lived in Detroit, but they would chase the car and you'd throw your extra food out at them. So, like, nothing. Like, I think what they're talking about is where, like, you had to run down the street. Yeah, run down the street. an animal chased you. Or get up on something right, high. Yeah. I think that's what the image they have, and yeah. I don't think so for that. Yeah, 65% of people said that they, uh, they've they never been chased by an animal. I've definitely been chased by at least two dogs that I recall. One of them caught me. I guess that counts, though. I mean, it doesn't say that I got yeah. away. What were the questions they asked you at your little party there? It was a lot of qu- Some of these were the exact same okay. questions. Have you ever tried to lick your own elbow? Have you ever bitten your own toenails? No. Right? No. no. I mean, that seems... No. Is that is that a thing that people do, like that more than one or two so. <laughs> people do? Have you ever ghosted someone before? Yes. Yeah. Oh, have you ever lied to someone to get out of uh, hanging out with them? Yes, of course. And, and I know you say, I'll like, do well, it in honest, about you, 10 minutes if I say right. i got to leave early. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. What's going on? All right. I know you're going to put up a fight, but you, mm. you also know that you use Twitter, so you had to I have do. seen what was trending last night. Well, I don't know, but I need people to go to my Twitter. At Lazar the Buzz, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And see that tweet that I sent out to uh, El Presidente of Barstool. Trying to get him, just retweet that thing. I said, I advertise on our podcast. If we had like a lot of people who retweeted it, then maybe he would. It can't hurt. Right. So go retweet that, please. Go ahead now. Twitter. Seems right. like somebody like that should be helping us out. Uh, yes. Did you see what was trending last night? No. And today, for that matter. No. Casey Anthony. I know I told, you, I told you that the documentary was going to be coming out. Well, it came out, and everyone watched it last night, except you. No, maybe not everyone. I watched Surviving Christmas with Ben Affleck. Uh, that's the one. Is Vince Vaughn in that, too? No. Which one's Surviving Christmas? Four Christmases. Oh, Four Christmases is what I'm thinking of. Yeah. What's Surviving Christmas? He's like a millionaire, and he adopts a family because he never really had a family. It's James Gandolfini. And that uh, girl from... Oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that oh. movie. Oh. I'm familiar with it Oh, now. yeah. I don't think that I've you ever should. seen that. Have you watched the second Christmas story yet? Did you guys watch that? No. Me neither. I know. I saw that it was on, uh, what is it, HBO before... It is? Yeah, right before Thanksgiving. It's on right now? Yeah. It came okay. out before Thanksgiving, but I haven't watched it yet. I don't know what people are saying about it. I haven't... I'm excited. Good things, but I haven't heard anything bad either. you got to watch the Casey Anthony thing because I want to get your opinion on it, and I know it's been a long time since all that stuff happened. Okay. But, you know, the whole point of this documentary is it's the first time that she sat down and did an interview. And they start the whole documentary off with the director. You can hear the director's voice saying, so, you know, Casey, um, you don't have creative control over this documentary, so why would you do this documentary? You know, making it very clear, like, this isn't my... Uh, movie that I'm making to try and clear my name. This is just an honest documentary, right. and I'm going to tell my side of the story, and I'm finally going to sit down and be interviewed. And what worries me a little bit is that people, and I'm not just going to say it's people in America, it's just people in general. I think we have a tendency to believe either the last person who talks okay, or maybe sure. the first person who gives us their side of the story. 
I think a lot of times it's just kind of the, the last first person thing we saw. hear too. Yeah, though. like if it's the first. So a lot of young people aren't familiar with this, which is crazy. That trial was in 2011. So there's all these people online who are saying right. they don't. They're in their 20s. Even late twenties, and you know they remember the name maybe, but right. they didn't know any of the details sure. of the case. And the very basic details are this, which is what I think I really can't get past. She's an and, Ohio and, State fan, and as well, there you go. So there's right. a strike That's against Roslo, but I just can't get past this. There's lots of things I can't get past. But you, as a father, mm-hmm. she's they talk about how she was. They interview uh, you know friends of hers and uh, well a friend, and then some old like friends of roommates and stuff like that. They said, no, you know, she was a great mom. She always had, like, her baby bag with her, and she was doing flashcards with Kaylee, and she seemed okay. very proud of her. And, uh, you know, I never heard the daughter complain about being, like, hungry or wearing dirty clothes. or anything. She seemed to be a very proud, loving mother. She would okay. bring her kid around. But at the end of the day, when the police got called, the police got called because Casey's mother, so Kaylee's grandmother, Called the police, and there are three different phone calls. They don't go into all these details in the documentary because it seems pretty one-sided. It seems like maybe she did have a lot of creative control. I read last night, people were saying that the woman who directed this is on Casey's side. I can't find anything where she actually says that's true. But I did see some interviews where she was like, hey, I just think that when you hear her side of the story, things change. Things for me did not change. and A lot of people online didn't change. But the bottom line is, when the police were called, Her grandmother was the one who, or her mother, you know, had called the police. Kaylee's grandmother had called the police and said it was about the car being stolen. Casey had taken their car. Then there were some allegations that she had stolen some money from them. And then she finds out that her granddaughter is missing. She'd been wondering where her granddaughter was. Her daughter had told her she's with the babysitter. She's with the nanny, something along those lines. And the the, Casey had been kind of, um, sounds like kind of hiding from her parents. Anyway, she'd been... uh, Living with these these guys, she was dating a new guy, and I think she'd been spending a lot of time, if not fully, living with this guy for the last month. It had been 31 days since Kaylee was last seen. So when they finally get the police on the phone, they say, hey, so what's going on? Well, I haven't seen my daughter in 31 days. What do you mean you haven't seen your daughter in 31 days? Why didn't you call earlier? Well, I was trying to figure out a way to solve this myself. And when the police no, no. come and they say, okay, well, you know, uh, what, what's going on? She says, I... I think my uh, daughter, I thought my daughter was with the nanny. And she gives this name of this woman. Turns out this woman doesn't exist. Or if she does, she certainly wasn't ever Casey's uh, nanny. And Casey admits the stuff. She starts this documentary by saying, look, I am admitting now that, yes, I lied a lot. And I got busted for lying to the police. And I should have been busted for lying lying to the police because I did lie to the police. But now I'm here to tell the truth. And, you know, we're just going to move on from all that. Didn't there a story in that? Mm Mm-hmm. Where I don't know if they go into this in the documentary, but it was one of the things where I was like, wow. She said she worked at Disney World? Yeah, Universal. And the cops were like, well, take yep. us to your office. Yep. And so she's like, sure. And she takes them all the way to Universal and yep. in a hallway. Yep. And then is like, okay, I don't work here. Because they, they knew that she didn't. They don't go So they were like, let's just see how far she'll take this. Which is, in my like, you know, that's a pretty good tactic from a detective. Because I think normally, if as a detective, I'm not a detective, I think you'd be like, no, you don't, and here's how we know. But to see how far will you go to lie, I found that, when I heard that story, you know, whether that's true or not, I need to watch the documentary, I thought, this is insane. Well, you're not going to get all of that from the documentary. They mention it briefly. You really do need to look, if if this is the only information you have and you're trying to make an opinion, I would highly recommend reading something, read some about trial, watch a different documentary so you get 
because they gloss over a lot of this. But yes, when the police came to her and said, where's your daughter? She said, I let the nanny has her. And it went from like, you know, uh, she's missing, disappeared to kidnapped by the nanny. All right, who's the nanny? She gives the name. Where does she live? They drive to the apartment complex. This is where I dropped her off. Well, it turns off. It turns out this apartment has been vacant for months, okay? okay? There's no nanny that lives there. She didn't have a nanny. And so she's got this history of kind of lying well past the point of when most of us would give up the lie. Right. You know? She just keeps it going. So then she says, well, uh, you know, I work at Universal. And I think in this documentary, or maybe it was one of the things that I'd read, she'd said that she'd met this nanny through work. Somehow it was related to her working at Universal. So originally the police go to Universal Studios with her. And when they get to the gate... The security guard says, okay, you know, can I help you? Because they're coming through the, the employee entrance. She says, yeah, you know, I'm uh, uh, Casey Anthony. They're like, yeah, your name's not on here as an employee? And she's like, oh, okay, uh, well, you know, I work in like, all right, well, who's your supervisor? So she gives the supervisor's name. And they're like, yeah, no, that's not on here either. So then she says, okay, uh, well, I work in like, all right, how about your phone number? What's your extension? So she gives a number. That's not checking out either mm-hmm. after that it sounds like to me i'm guessing this is where you got that part of the story Lazo. it seems like then the police are catching on that she doesn't work okay here. got it but they don't go into those details in this documentary they just say that she lied about that stuff and eventually the police are with her and they're able to get her past security to go into the offices so she goes into the offices she's showing the police around okay and you know, like talking, according to the police officer, talking about how, yeah, you know, it's not a bad job, but I always kind of wished I'd been a personal trainer. Just making small talk like that. And as they're going through these hallways, she eventually gets to like the end of a hallway and has to turn around and look at the cop and go, okay, yeah. She literally runs out of room. Like she's backed into a corner. There's nowhere right. else left to go. And she's like, okay, yeah, I don't work here. Now she had worked there briefly a couple years before, like helping with, uh, you know, when you go to an amusement park and they take your pictures when you oh, go yeah, into the park? Yeah, sure. it sounds like maybe she did that briefly. But the reason, part of the reason that she's telling the story to the cops is because her parents, which they don't talk about this in the documentary either, her parents were under the impression that she'd been she working. Still worked there. That God. she had a job. She said, yeah, I got a job. And that's why she'd been laying low. I mean, that and, you know, depending on who you believe. Sure. Some other things. So you, you have to be willing to overlook all this other stuff. And there's other stuff that you can research about her relationship with the right, at least watching this did it make you think maybe there's a chance no, to do it no i thought because I mean, the thing was like her dad did it that's what she tries to do yeah. right the lawyers try to say he abused her when she was a kid uh, casey you know right. and uh, she had to deal with this for years and that her story changes about why she what happened with her dad originally the story was i woke up uh kaylee's not in the bedroom and uh i can't find her i go outside and realize she's drowned right Again, they don't go into full details of this in the story, but it, through the court trial, when she had been, from the time she'd been questioned by the police and started coming up with these stories, one of the stories was that she, okay, it was an accident, she drowned. And then later it was, I went outside, and, and this is a story she tells in this documentary. I went outside looking for Kaylee, and there's my dad, and he hands Kaylee to me, and she's limp and cold and soaking wet. So she's describing a dead child right, right but she also says that like somehow she doesn't necessarily know that she's dead or maybe is hopeful that she isn't dead and her dad says okay give her back i'll take care of all of this it's going to be okay basically you just have to do what i say 
And her side of the story, from what I gathered, and I watched this thing, it's not like I was doing other things. I'm trying to understand what the hell her story is. Right. And it sounds like she's saying, I went out there, he hands me the body. Then he says, you know what, give me the body back. I'll take care of this. Everything's going to be okay. You just got to go lay low. So she goes, and remember all the famous pictures of her? Right. At the bar, party, and everything. Right. She even told police, like, well, when I was doing my own investigation, I... I went to bars looking to see if I could find it. Again, that stuff's not in this documentary. Right. Instead, this documentary is her legal team, some of her legal team from that original trial. And she ended up moving in with one of these lawyers or at least working for him for a long time. She moved with she, she lived with him for hot, a while. Right? Yeah, very attractive. Yeah. And she lived with this guy for a while. They still he's defending her today. This is not the main lawyer that you remember. This is a different guy. But he's like, you know, she's been helping me as a paralegal for 10 years, and she hasn't told a lie in 10 years. Okay, all of that stuff, we're setting aside the fact that I can't figure out what her story means about she's dead, she's not dead. Right. She says that she didn't remember that she was abused by her dad until she was in jail, but then in that's in episode one. But then in episode three, she says, I didn't want to leave Kaylee with my dad back then because he was abusive. I thought you said that you didn't know that until later. The bottom line is, the let's. there's so many things that we can't get past. But 31 days, you don't know where your kid is. Yeah, there's no way. Even if you were scared to death of your mother or father, Laszlo, no. and they had said you got to put on this happy face and you'd been abused. We have no idea what that would be like to be abused the way that she claims to have been abused. But she says, yeah, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Just because I'm smiling in those photos, just because, you know, I look like I'm partying doesn't mean that right. I'm not worried. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. We all know when something... I know when something's going on with you at home. I might not know what it is. I might not know how bad it is. You can try and hide, and as you have in the past, and I've tried to hide from you in the past. Things are going on at home, but you can tell when something is not quite right. And yet everyone that they interviewed who was, you know, with her for these 31 days, like, no, she was totally herself. She was in a great mood. She was partying. She was having a good time. And all the photos they're showing you, she's smiling. It is just bizarre to me that people could watch this documentary and then go, yeah, you know what? I think maybe she's innocent. I think maybe she didn't do it. And, Lazo, you are, I think, Mr. Devil's Advocate. Like, you're great at being Devil's Advocate and saying, all I right, am. To me, it was the... And I am. Like, I'm always also like, hey, let's not just jump on this person did it. Right. We don't know that her dad didn't do it. We don't know that she's not protecting her dad. But the, whole, the lying all the way to the work office yes. thing. Like, you got problems and listen like, to that phone call when she right. calls the police they're like they finally have to put her on the phone you know her mom has to put her on the phone and they're like what's going on yes okay she sounds upset like i don't want to talk about this my kid's been missing for 31 right. days and i'm a big uh critic of saying that people should we should expect people to act a certain way in times of you know tragedy of course or whatever me too. I, I don't, don't think like scott that. peterson is not guilty Absolutely. because he masturbated exactly or they didn't cry enough or they cried too much it's always something and i also am not one who says well the cop says this is how it went down and i'm gonna believe the cop it but if my kid is missing right now i'm telling the cop everything everything and if he's like were you drinking i'm like yes right because all i want to do is find him like i'll deal with your punishment to me later and you cannot put on a happy face for 31 no. days while your kid is missing because no. you've got to pretend like everything's okay no and if the cops are like were you drinking last night did you leave them home alone yes right i don't know what happened right i mean the, you don't there's no lying about whether i'm working or i'm not working these aren't lies that i tell I- i'm telling you and I- if i've been telling everybody that i work at a radio station and i don't and they all find out okay that's embarrassing but my kid is missing right for a month it's more important it's more important. 
I am Mr. Reasonable Doubt. Right. I, I, I've often, when I watch these shows, I think, well, if I was on that jury, I know they say the difference between doubt and reasonable right. doubt, but I still think I would have reasonable doubt. I'm, I'm going to be one of the jurors that's toughest to convince. Me too. But well, I'll watch this documentary watch tonight, tonight. I'll let you know. And let me know what you think. And before anyone does that, though, if they haven't done it already, go retweet Laszlo's tweets. Yes, do it, family. please. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. We're done? That's it, man. Good. You got big plans tonight? Is it Wednesday? Oh, it's you Wednesday, get, yeah. You get the boys, right? I do. First time they've been in my house in a while. Say, you they were gone all Thanksgiving. So you haven't seen them since before Thanksgiving. That's it. Does that mean that you get them at Christmas? Or no, I get it... them Christmas Eve and Christmas morning, but then next Thanksgiving I get them the full week. Okay. All right. so every day is accounted for, my man. It's all in a legal paperwork somewhere. <laughs> I'll, I'll I promise bet, you. I'll bet it is. I promise you it is. All right. Well, I all look right. forward to seeing you tomorrow. Hope I you have a great you. night. Good show, Dave Portnay. Stay uh, positive, kids. Church of Leslo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.